Welcome, Coins in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 22. I'm here with Rav. Uh, we're waiting for Bonesy. He's not here. We're not sure what's going on there, but I'm sure all will be revealed in due course. Uh, we're going to talk about Fulham. We're going to talk about City. We're going to tickle about Paratici, that cheeky little swine and these dodgy little things that he's doing or not. I don't know. Um, we've signed someone today or, or have we signed someone today, Rev? Uh, yeah, it looks like one. it. Is that Stolen real? From the Jordan Everton. Yes, it's, uh, as far as it looks, it looks like it's all done. All right, we'll get to that. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to say too much about that. And obviously, we got uh, FA Cup coming up the weekend against Preston. And yeah, Harry Kane has levelled the uh, record with Jimmy Greaves this week as well. So then we'll get to that, and we'll talk about that stuff. Not that we don't talk enough about Harry Kane, but we'll dip in again, as again, Rev. How'd you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, mate. Uh, good after getting some getting three points. Feels like weird, a weird sort of a clean sheet and three points sounds uh, sounds pretty weird to say, doesn't it? it? It does. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember too much flappage from Lloris yesterday. I think he had quite a solid game, or did I gloss over some horrendousness from him? No. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he did. Um, he just made me. He made me nervous every time that they had a shot, but. Yeah, we, we came through, man. We got the clean sheet, so that's all you can say, really. Um, so we beat Fulham. It was, uh, you know, there weren't uh, an abundance of chances. Kane had a couple of chances where he could have got a, a, another goal, that header being one of them. Um, going back to Man City, obviously, we didn't do a pod after the Man City game. Um, we kind of made a decision that we would pod if we won, and if we didn't, we wouldn't pod and we'd save it to after the Fulham game and, you know, depending on how the Fulham game went, would be another doom and gloom pod. But I would I would like to touch on the, the Man City game just quickly because it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Like, because we were kind of getting shat on a little bit in the first half, but we kind of kept our shape quite well. And it was a, it was going to, it was going to plan, you know, as Conte kind of systems, uh, systems go. And all of a sudden we find ourselves tuning up at half time. What was your feelings at half time in that game? Like, because it was a bit, a bit of a weird one for me. I, uh, I just thought, <clears throat> yeah, we, City, ha, we have some weird curse on City, and yeah, for some reason that we get in their heads, and they, sh- they haven't been great this year. Let's let's face it. And I thought we were just going to go and do them again. Uh, I thought we we held our shape, as you said, pretty well, and they didn't look too threatening in the first half. And I thought. We took our chances quite well. Like, I was quite happy for Royal. I thought Royal had a good game. He did have a good uh, game. Kulu was good as well. And yeah, I just kind of thought, all right, if we don't concede in in the first 10 minutes of the second half, we can hang on here and get three points. Um, but as we know, we didn't do that. And it was, I think, what, 10 minutes in, it was like 3-2 to them, maybe. Uh, proper shot at the bed. Uh and yeah, again, it's the, the performances we've seen quite a lot of this year where it, it just, yeah, it just seems like 
Larice has a howler. Die get loses his man, and we've somehow conceded two goals. It was it was pretty, it's pretty disheartening. Especially like, I think a lot of Spurs fans would have been alright if City went one 0 up, and it was like, all right, well, are they going to catch Arsenal? That's so we can kind of take the positives. But I think to go two 0 up and then lose four two, it was kind of like a Spursy within a Spursy, as we were saying. Like it, it yeah, it was just confusing and yeah. shit. I felt so shit after. So there's two there's two things there that I want to touch on. So first thing, what 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 did Larice do in that game then? What mistakes did Larice make then? I don't I don't remember him being like responsible for any of the goals. Or did I had I given up um, my soul by that point? It, it feels like it was a while back. Um what didn't he I thought he came out to try and punch the ball and kind of missed it uh, and then they scored from it. Probably that um, did happen. Uh, I yeah, thought, yeah, I think, that prob- yeah, that prob- I feel like Helen's goal might have been a bit of that. Yeah, I think so, and, uh, mm. and I think yeah, Dyer Dyer definitely lost someone who scored a header. He's too uh, Bob Dyer, isn't he? He's literally gone back to like Dyer Dyer, isn't he? Yeah, he had like a good six months, and now he's back to form. Unfortunately, yeah, someone got uh, picked for the England squad for the World Cup, and mm. uh, yeah. yeah, and then, then I, meant, I meant long. Like, Long let one as well. That was fucking. That was shit. Oh. That was so bad. Yeah, he looked like Eric Dyer in that moment, didn't he? Just, just got bullied. Yeah, we. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Like Longley, he's like he played for Barcelona. He's he's been at big clubs. He's won the Europa League. But uh, is he any good? I, I still couldn't answer that question. I don't you know. know he's good. Like I, I, I feel like there's 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 like a whole thing with Barcelona, and someone said that. I don't know if this is the game. I might be completely wrong, and I should have probably researched this before I said it. But apparently, the game where. Liverpool beat uh, Barcelona in the Champions League in the semi-final. Barcelona fans blame Longley for that whole entire match. The 4-0 at Anfield. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've I've heard that. I think he's got a lot of stick for it. I'm pretty sure they blame him for that game. Yeah, Yeah. he completely, like, he cost them that. I mean, I don't know whether, I I don't know if that, how many goals he was responsible for or or even if it's just a load of nonsense because, you know, they're, they're mad fuckers out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, apparently Barcelona fans blame him for that complete, complete capitulation in the second leg. Uh, yeah, maybe we need to do a bit of recce on that and, and report on that in the next one. Maybe maybe we've got a fucking Jonah on our hands in, in Longley. Um, but yeah, this, the other point I wanted to make was uh, the thing about not wanting to win the game. Um, and... When we went one up, I was I was well excited because I thought like I saw the stats before the game and never was talking about it and and uh, I don't know if Carragher was on the panel as well. They were saying how, how good our record is there, and when we went one up, I thought yeah we're going to do them again. We're absolutely going to do them again. They've got a problem with us. They don't know how to beat us, and we we we're in their nuts. We live there rent free, and then we went two 0 up, and I was like, Ooh. I actually thought to myself, this is non- this is not real. This is. They're going to come out, and my missus was watching the football with us, and she's like kind of half paying attention, doing her nails, and kind of in and out of the room. And I said, "Look, we're going to get this. Is going to be three-two this game, absolutely." And I don't want to think like that, but I don't think any yeah. Spurs fan can be could be blamed for feeling thinking like that in a game. You know, when you're playing one of the best sides in Europe, and you find yourself turning up at half time, not from playing particularly well either. Yeah, and yeah, within 15 minutes, there we were, three-two down. Um, but that thing of feeling like actually, 
the bigger picture here is they close the gap on Arsenal, and it's 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 a weird feeling. It's it's not bittersweet. It's kind of like I do want to beat City. Like that that would be my preference if we were to win the game. But if we're going to lose, then it might as well be to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean to be honest, when it was two two, what was it? Perisic, who had a very poor game, did he like what he hit the post? And uh, like, it's clear for line, wasn't it? So yeah, like for like it was it was kind of even for a little bit, but then yeah, he just got terrorized, and I think they targeted him. And yeah, it's, and as you said, like it, I'm I'm sort of if we're going to lose to anyone, we'll lose to them. But I think we'll beat them at home because I I think I think we can play a way the way to beat them, and they without some miracle and a bit of Spursiness, I don't think they would have beaten us otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Like look. I want, I want, uh, I want Conte to stay. I want Harry Kane to stay. I want Conte to get backed. These are things that I want. And for us to get all those things, we need to finish the season well, and we need to do well in the in the cups, uh, Champions League, FA Cup. I'm not saying we're going to win either of them, but we need to we need to prioritize mm. both of them. We yeah, need to have a good strong finish agree. the season. Get back into the top four. Harry Kane come out of Dan said some bits. I don't know whether you saw. Uh, what he said in his interview, I'll, I'll read it in a minute. But in order to get all that stuff, we need to finish well. And if you know, if we need to beat City, regardless of the ramifications of the gap it opens up between them and Arsenal, then we beat City. Forget Arsenal, let them do their own thing. We've got to stop thinking about them dickheads. You know, and if they win the league, they win the fucking league. But if we we need to maintain our trajectory and and build upon it, do you know what I mean? We can't think about that. Yeah. that that's how I feel about it. Like fuck them. Yeah. Getting getting. Getting letting that kind of eat, eat, eat you up. Nah, it, we need to focus on us. And you know what? If we if we finish strongly and do well and have a good run in the Champions League and get in the Champions League for the next season, regardless what happens outside of that, I'll be happy with that because we need to focus on us. That's kind of a full of it. And I, I don't want to I don't want to yeah. talk about them anymore after that because yeah. it's no, just it's a bit much. Just <laughs> get off my intense, chest, Rav. I had to get it off my chest. No, no, sorry. yeah. I had to we, say it. We, you need to get it off your chest and we need to get them out of our heads. That's, that's exactly it, isn't it? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's about us. And I think that's a lot of what the, where the frustration is coming from. It's about us. We need to focus on us. And I think I think once we do that, and, and I made the noise yesterday at Fulham, the, the support was was mental. Like, it was so it's good. Crazy, yeah. Oh, mate, it was so good. Like, I was like, wow. I was hearing it. I was thinking, Fulham's support is shit. And they've got no songs as well, Fulham. I've been there. I've been I've been away to yeah. Fulham. They've got nothing going on there. We just don't they have them. a neutral zone. Like that, the whole stadium's like a neutral zone, man. The whole stadium's neutral. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought I thought like Sky had turned us up or something as well. Like so, I was watching it on the TV and I thought, how comes we're so loud? And yeah, I mean their atmosphere was shit, but yeah, our yeah. fans were something different. Like they were. It was like, constant were, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It was it was relentless, um, like it was so think, so good. I think that what yeah, all of the songs. Um, our away support is one of the best. Like I do, I just think like if we could get more of that atmosphere in the new stadium, I think it would be very tough to play there if you're an away team. Yeah, we need to capture that. We need to capture that. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what what maybe it's the the way they've spaced all the kind of old season ticket holders that were in the in the park lane out over the over the over the stadium. I think they've said they've had the same issue in in uh, the Olympic Stadium, West Ham, where they've just kind of spaced everybody out and it's just flattened the atmosphere a little bit. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's something they've got to work on. But it's, it's, it's getting into the casual supporters as well. I mean, the tickets went on sale today for Bournemouth and Brighton. Um, and I was looking to get tickets and yeah, it was just, it was just, yes. it was like an hour, like kind of hanging about and yeah. But yeah, all I'm saying is, yeah, we need to, we need to get, get into everybody and just get the, get the noise up in the stadium because that's, that's the way, you, that's where yeah. you're going to get to see the, get, get behind the team, make some noise and you're going to, you're going to create a good atmosphere there for them to play. I think Brian was in category B as well, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I was just sitting there thinking, why are they not a Category C game? Like, are they? Is, is it they've been in the Prem for more than one year. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't mean, know. It's, it's, know it's Levy. It's Levy decides the category, isn't it? Yeah, like everybody's yeah. Category A, and then you go. Oh, we have to do one Category B. Brighton starts with a B. We'll give them Category B. Um, yeah. So yeah, yes. Fulham. How, how did you think we played yesterday, Rev? Oh, the first half was a bit. It was a bit of this, like kind of nervy. Uh, we didn't really do anything with the ball again. We've sort of talked about the, how bad the football is for a while, but um, but yeah, I mean, we were solid enough. I thought Royale was pretty good, um, had a solid game, and yeah, it's, we we've been bailed out by Harry Kane again. Um, I think. And then I think after that we sort of we sort of relaxed a bit, and in the second half we were we were decent. We we were a bit better. Didn't didn't look like they didn't look like they were going to score. I thought. And yeah, yeah, I thought the goal that Kane scored before off time it just knocked the stuffing out of them because they were doing all right to be fair, weren't they? They they were, yeah. Without without you know doing too much, you know too much damage to us. I mean they had, they had a couple of corners and they threatened to you know. Without doing too much, they look like they they might have us on the back foot a little bit. But then Kane scores, and then you know it, it absolutely took the sting out of them. In the second half, they didn't really they didn't really come back into it, and we were allowed to play a little bit. I mean, that whole question comes in. I think the, um, they put it on Kane on after the game about fitness, and Kane was like, "Yeah, yeah, we 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 train hard, we train a lot." And in the second half, you could see that our fitness was was better than theirs. We were we were in a win the second balls. We were, we, they couldn't get out of their half in the second half, could they, in times? Because we were just winning every second ball. Uh, we were pushed so far up the pitch. And it's that thing like, I, teams start hard against us, don't they? They start hard, they start aggressively, they and, and they press like, like, like fucking like motherfuckers. So I feel like we do play that way. I think Luke, you know, he does say that, you know, we play a formation in the first half. He calls it formation B. I don't know what he's got his little formation button that that gets pressed and then it will revert to the second half. And I think I do think there's some logic in that. I think Conte plays to assess the opponent. He says, right, show us what you got. And you know what, if we concede, we concede. And then second half, we're going to show you what we're about. And I do think there is a little bit of that about it. It does it does sound like nonsense, but I do think there is because it can't it can't just be a coincidence this keeps happening all the time, like every game. First half we shit, second half we start playing. But the problem is we keep finding ourselves two goals down in the first half. It keeps happening. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think we do. We just look to sort of hold off a little bit and then, but then we, we make the mistakes to be 2-0 down. And then it's, it's kind of like no manager's sort of saying to Lloris, punch it in your own net or die a pass it, pass a through ball to the opponent so they can score. I just think this tactic would work if we had like a slightly better defence and a better keeper. 
Uh, and I, I think Kane even said in that interview afterwards, he was like, yeah, we train super hard so we can... And so for the second half of the season, we'll be fitter than the other teams. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for because we have just played one half pretty much from October, right? Like, I don't... I think we've been a one-half team for, like, yeah, for months. Like, it doesn't feel... It feels like we haven't had any many good performances since, like, Southampton on the opening day. I can't so, remember... Yeah. I can't remember us playing good for 90 minutes. That's the end of the sentence. Yeah. I can't remember us playing good for 90 minutes. Since Norwich last year. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah, you just, you just took my memory. But did we even play good for 90 minutes in that game? I don't even remember if we did. I but swear yeah, we I was, no, it was no, probably no. KG for the first 10 or 20. Like We would have been definitely. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, notable mentions. Man of the match, man of the match first, obviously. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get yeah. that one out of the way. Who, who do you want to go for, Rev? It's, it, I mean, it's, I think it's got to be Kane because he obviously broke the record. But I, I'm, I'm thinking Royale, maybe. Like, I might give it to him as well. He had a good game, didn't he? Yeah, I, I was. I, he looks like he's sort of. I feel bad for him sometimes because I feel like we just anytime he's coming on, we boo him and stuff, which is quite harsh because I don't think he's that bad a player. No, he's not. He's just not the best. And uh, yeah, like he seems like he's ignoring it and he's just still working hard. So you kind of got to give him props for that. I think he loves and it. I know it was Fulham. Yeah, I know it was Fulham, but he did play well. So. I thought we did alright against City, and I think you know again, uh, Kulu's only been back, obviously against the scum. You know, Kulu came back for that game, but you know that was his first game back. I don't think anyone was expecting miracles there. Um, but it, back in the last season, I think we we talked about it in preseason, um, and I, I think I'd, I'd have to go back and review like the early podcast that we did before the season started. I think we said that like Royale looks good when Kulu plays. Like he looks, he, he was much improved at the back end of last season when Kulu was getting a consistent run in the team. Um, and I think that's, I think that's evident because Kulu likes to come back and do, put a shift in defensively as well. I think that gives Emerson a bit of, you know, he doesn't have to keep getting up and down because Kulu's doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Much like, I don't know, Kosh reminds back when, you know, Lamella started to be quite important for Spurs under Pochettino, where he was doing a lot of work with Kyle Walker, doubling up on players that were, you know, pushing us back. And the defensive side of the game, Lamella did it quite well. I, I mean, I've got some memories of Lamella. A lot of people think it was dog shit, but I quite liked him because he did. He put a shift in, yeah. and you know, he wasn't. He, he was never going to be a, a, the bell replacement that he was touted to be. But under Pochettino, he was. He, there was moments in between injuries where he was like one of the first names on the on the sheet for me. Because he just put a shift in and he made he made us defensively solid as well. Um, but yeah, any notable mentions? Um, I don't think... I, I, I would like to talk about some players that maybe still are letting us down a little bit. Um, yeah, I know you're going to say. Game. Yeah, I mean, Aldea? I, 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 think, you, I think you do. I, I, I wasn't going to yeah. say Son. I wasn't going to say Son. I think I think Son needs to be rested. I don't. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to get on Son's yeah. back and start talking shit about him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know not that mean. he listens to this. But we have Son. Not anymore. Anyway, after we keep gunning him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would say. Yeah, I think. I think Hoybier. I think. You know, he, he. We. We need to upgrade on Hoybier. Make or at least have someone that's challenging him for that position. I think Bentacore is is a quality footballer. Hoybier is a bit shouty Absolutely. and flappy, and he's he, him and Dyer, them being like senior kind of spine players, 
their passing's pish, man. I mean, I know Romero gave the ball away a couple of times with some passes, but that's his job to get play the ball out of the back. And sometimes it is going to get intercepted. The pressure is the responsibility is on him to play the ball out from the back. Dyer and uh, um, Hoybian, they do it all the time. They give the, away, the ball away so much. I feel like um, I feel like uh, with both of them, if they're if they're a hundred percent like fit and and one game a week like they were like last year like we had for the Champions League run they they they're okay it works it's it's not the end of the world but they both look a bit knackered to me and even if they're at 90% that's what the drop off is massive in in the premier league like if you're not if you're not fully focused and fully on it it's it's going to be sloppy i think davies is also the same like i, I think he's quite bad at passing it out um, he's probably better than those two, but it's, it's not a lot in it. And that, that's kind of our whole, the whole system is based on playing the ball out of the back. And when only one of your centre-backs can do it, you're, you're kind of screwed, really. Mate, and it, I, maybe course, Conte sorry. should change, but sorry. I was going to say, maybe Conte should change it, but he's been successful with it everywhere he's been. So why would he? Do you know what I mean? Mate, I think that if we replace, oh, I say replace, if we upgrade Bobier, Dyer and Ben Davis. Them three positions, I think we're 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 on to something there. I think that's where we're at. I think obviously, you know, Larice. It's that that thing. That thing that yeah, Larice. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, if we replace the goalkeeper, then the confidence he's he's, he's causing anxiety within defence because of his his heavy touch yeah. and his erraticness, and you know, he's 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 prone to a mistake. But I think it works both ways. I think our defence is shit. And, you know, you've only got to look at the amount of goals we're conceding. I mean, we conceded three at home to Leeds. Uh, you know, the list goes on if you want to yeah. want to pull up the fucking results for this season. I think it's clear to see, like, in the last couple of years since we've lost uh, Jan and we've lost Toby, our defence, we leak goals for just for, for shits and giggles. Yeah. So I think it works both ways. I think you can blame Lloris. Yeah, he is prone to an accident, but he's probably anxious about his defence, that they're not capable of actually... They're not quali- they're not good enough. So yeah, yeah. when did, when 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 did we ever see Eric um, Ben Davis playing in as a, as a centre half? Do you know what I mean? I know it's a back three, but essentially he's playing as a a central defender in it in a three. Yeah, um, yeah, and you kind of could say like everyone's clamouring for Poch back, and these guys were kind of part players under Poch, and now they're sort of in the first team. So that kind of tells you something. And uh, yeah, I just um, just like going back to the spine as we were saying, like and the, the anxiety that's there. I think we're like the third best attack in the league behind Arsenal and City. So we're, we're doing something right attacking wise, which is crazy. But I think in terms of goals conceded and all that defensive stuff, I think like maybe Bournemouth and Everton are the only teams worse than us. Which is crazy. That's like relegation defending. Do you know what I mean? It's classic Martin Owen, uh, man. Yeah, without any but of the excitement. I think Mark. Exactly, I was going to say there's there's no excitement with this this team, but yeah, it just shows that if we kind of focus on upgrading those areas, we we'll, we could be up there next year. Like we we really could be, but it's just that some of these players play far too many games, and it like they should be squad players, but they're starting like Hoiberg doesn't miss a game, does he? I don't think Dyer's really missed many games. Like and it, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? There's no like, pressure on him. But I'd say here's a question. Here's a question. You look up and down the league, right? 
you look up and down the league, right? If we were to say, right, Davis, Dyer, we're selling you now. We don't want you anymore. Uh, uh, no, I won't put I won't put Hoybier in there because I, I still think he's good enough to be a squad player. Yeah. Davis Dyer, definitely. Thank you. Sayonara. It's time to go. Where are they good enough to play? Do you reckon they could play anywhere in the top six of the Premier League? Do you reckon they could get into any of the teams in the top six? No, nah, definitely not. Right. So let's let's roll out the top six. Right. Could either of them play for Newcastle? No. Don't don't think so. So where where, where could they play their trade after leaving Spurs? Where could they go and play football? It would be like, yeah, it would be like Southampton, Palace. I don't make the. I don't know if they get into Palace's team really. But this is it. This uh, is why we struggle to get get rid of players. Look look around, look around the the facilities they've got. I mean, I don't want to keep going on about it. They're not going to get higher wages anywhere else. They're not going to get a longer a long contract anywhere now. They're not going to get. They're not going to get anywhere longer than. For, they're not going to get. They'll be lucky to get a two year contract somewhere. Now. They're both in their late twenties, but they might get a three year deal on low wages, but perhaps a Southampton. Yeah. You might get that. They're looking around. They're looking at, you know, where they live. They're in London. They're settled. Uh, We've got a nice training facility. We're playing at one of the greatest, if not the greatest stadium in the world. I'm not going anywhere, mate. I'll see my contract out. I ain't going anywhere. And this is the problem we have. We can't offload players. You can't get rid of them. They don't want to leave. Why would they? I wouldn't leave. I, it's it's mad because like we make weird decisions as well because like I don't know if you've seen that transfer deadline day thing on Sky. There's like a little documentary from the last transfer deadline, and uh, so basically Tanganga was told by Paratici he can go, and like the agent sort of sitting there trying to get Milan involved and stuff, and and so we've kept we've had to keep Tanganga because we had an we had a, I think Romero got injured early early on. And so we've kept the player that we told to fuck off, and and he's sort of not playing anyway. So the manager, the manager obviously doesn't want him, and we've we've got players like like Sanchez, uh, Tanganga, who I don't I don't think they're the worst players in the world, but the, the manager doesn't think they're good enough for where we want to be, and because we can't shift them, we don't shift them as you were saying. So so the, the, that is the problem. Like we need to. We need to take a hit somewhere and maybe just let him go for less than Levy wants just to get him out the door and replace him, like probably replace them before we get rid of them. Because, yeah, Tanganga was all ready to leave, like absolutely. And yeah, what's he played? He's played like one game this year. I don't really remember him playing. I don't even remember what game it was, but I don't remember him playing much. He's played a couple. He has had a, uh, an injury, but he has played a couple. I mean, we was we, we obviously had a joke the other day where we heard about. Uh, Pedro Porro, and we were saying that, you know, they want the buyout clause is 45 million euros. And we're and we're offering whatever we're offering, 35 million euros, and we'll chuck in a fucking Brian Kill for, for good measure. And they're like, no, no, the, the buyout clause is 45 million. Go away. Come back with 45 million and don't don't send me any more faxes, Daniel, or um Paratishi. Don't send me any more of that shit until you've got your fucking finances in order. That's what the buyout clause is. We don't actually want to sell him, but we are bound by the clause in the contract. And until you meet that, you you, you know, dismiss. Yeah. But or well, we we sort of but yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no. I was just I was just going to say yeah. that we all assumed that Paratici was running that thing because we just said like, is Paratici Daniel Levy in disguise? Because you never see him together. <laughs> And we were kind of laughing about that, but because of all the um, 
shit that's going on in in Italy at the moment, you know, and, and he's been given a two and a half year ban from Italian dealings. Uh, I don't know if you know any more about that, but they're kind of alluding that it could we'll be it could yeah, be we'll... with it. It could be throughout actual football in general. Like he can't operate for the next two and a half years anywhere. Um, is it just Daniel Levy just trying to broker a deal there? Like it's got nothing to do with uh, Paratici because he's because he, he's he knew he knew that ban was coming. Coming. It sounds like a de- uh, Levy kind of deal. Yeah, he knows there's a buyer clause, but he don't. You know, he doesn't. He knows they don't want to sell. They don't. They don't really want to sell. And he's having. And and he's offering less than the buyer clause. Do you know what I mean? That sounds. That sounds like Levy to me. And the annoying thing is, is it'll it'll probably work. Like it sounds like he's worn them down a little bit today, uh, and they're 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 like, yeah, we will accept a bit less actually, but it's taken the whole window. And what we've missed, we've lost to Arsenal, we've lost to City. Uh, we lost to Villa, and it's like if you kind of got this already beforehand, is that like because the last minute thing works, but it always leaves us a bit short in terms of before the window closes. And yeah, it's just like this haggling it is is like losing five mil worth not getting into the Champions League because we've lost those games. Do you know what I mean? If we miss out on the Champions League by nine points, not saying we deserve to win all those games anyway. But isn't it better to risk that five million and get a player in who could make the difference, rather than haggle till the end, lose loads of points as we have done, and not know that this guy could have made a difference? He might come in and be the best right back of all time. You never know, and we clearly want him, so we think he's got something about him. So yeah, what does no one else want him like? No one else fancies him. Oh no, I think Chelsea are like looking at him as well. That's the fear. Well, that's, that's why we've got to hurry that, up. That, that's what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I just, I just think to myself, like, I, I had that article the other day from, I think it was Trossard's agent, and he came out and said, yeah, we was talking to Spurs and it was all going well. And they went, mm, yeah, we're going to offer you, what about if we do this? And he went, we're like, no, like, what? Ah, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do something else and yeah and they were just like oh, fuck off you silly cunt we're not talking to you let's go and talk and then Arsenal and he, he even said Arsenal come in they offered us the money we wanted and then we moved on and it, it, and it's that simple you want someone go and buy them if you don't want them just stop yeah. missing people around isn't it? because what you're doing is loads of people come out and said yeah I'm not dealing with it there was, a, there was a little exodus about you know five or six years ago like not dealing with Levy absolutely not dealing with him nonsense terms. I think it was during the Undombele deal it's like I'm not dealing with that, that man he's, a, he's, he's an idiot yeah He's an that. idiot. Yeah, we've told him the price. It's like imagine someone goes, "Ah, oh, that's a nice car you got there, Rav. Do you want to sell it? <laughs> Not really, mate. I don't need to sell it. I like it. Um, don't need the money either. Thanks. Ah, oh, I'd really like to buy it off you. How much do you value that? Well, you know, if you want to buy it, you can have it for fifty grand. But like I said, I don't, I don't want to sell it. All right, I'll give you thirty grand. That's basically what happens with leaving. And you're just Pretty like, well, well no, I've told you I don't want to sell it and I don't need to sell it. So if you want it, it's 50 grand. Ah, uh, yeah, what about and 35 grand? He probably goes lower. He probably haggles down. I'll give you 20 grand. I'll give you 20 grand and uh, I'll buy you a new bumper for your new car or something. He'll give you a little deal like that. But, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's got all the hallmarks of a Levy deal. And, yeah, if, if you want someone to strengthen your team, you just go and get them, like... There's got to be once in a while where you just want to get the player in more so than than anything else. But yeah, I don't think he's never going to change. He hasn't learned by now. So 
you've got to assume that we we need some we need a new director of football potentially. I think we're going to come onto that in a bit, but yeah, yeah I think yeah, we need someone yeah. else to just manage it all. Yeah. Maybe we get Potters on director of football. How about that? Like, maybe that could work. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. But we're coming to the halfway point. We'll have a little break and we'll uh, reconvene in five or ten minutes. North London is ours. Okay, this is uh, part two of season one, episode 22. Uh, yeah, we've still got no uh, correspondence from Bonesy. Don't know where he is. Hope he's okay. I'm sure he is. Um Probably just fallen asleep. Um, so, yeah, looking at um, all things happening at Spurs, I think it's probably best we touch on uh, Paratici or Paratici. Paratici, or, yeah. Pa- Paratici. I think that's how you say it, yeah. Yeah. What, what's going <laughs> on there, Rev? What's going on there? There's some dodginess going on there. Oh, oh mate. Yeah, it's... it's uh... I think basically they've they've lied about the value of players and done some dodgy dealings. So, like, I think the example I read was, I think when they swapped Pjanic to Barca for Arthur, uh, the deal cost them in total like twelve mil, but they they kind of wrote it up so Pjanic was like worth sixty mil, and Arthur was worth like seventy mil or whatever. So it looks like they've. Uh, they managed to sort of make an, an like a, an 80 90 million pound deal which actually only cost them 12 so they're just basically cooking the books to get players in um and just not record the right losses and stuff and and basically there was there's like video footage of Nedved talking to Paratici I think and uh saying like if we get caught we're fucked like it's like a voice note or or a video recording. I haven't seen it, but I've just I'm, I've heard of it. And they've basically been caught and they're fucked. Basically, I think Juve have been docked fifteen points. I think he's yeah, as you said earlier, he's been banned for maybe the whole of Europe for thirty months, which means I don't know what that means for us really. Uh, it's not looking good for him. So what 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 are these kind of like mutterings that it affects? Uh, Kulu's transfer, Betacor's transfer, Romero's transfer. Is that is that just media bollocks just to get some get some traction, or is there some truth behind any of that? Because apparently, because some of the deals, apparently we overpaid. We've overpaid, or is it Kulusevski? Uh, sorry, Kulusevski accepted uh, lower wages, uh, and maybe Betacor as well um, at Juve while they were there, and they could get a ban. Because of that, is that is that a thing? Yeah. So what what, what I've read today is so they they declared uh, lower wages than they actually got, but got their full wages. Uh, apparently, all of the UVA team did it. Um, and if you do that and you get caught, I think you're just a it's a one month one one month ban um, from playing. I don't know if again if it's in Italy or if it's all over the all over Europe. Um I'm hoping that that's bollocks because it's kind of like that they, they've moved on like they've transferred to a different club. But um knowing how things work for Spurs, I'd say that this could very much happen because it always does to us. Um yeah I don't I don't think Romero's I don't think Romero's impacted. I don't think um 
I think he'd moved to Atalanta before all this stuff kicked off. So I didn't see, there's a list of names circulating on Twitter. I didn't see his name there, but yeah, Kulu and Benzikor definitely was, was there. It's funny because uh, Romero's deal absolutely reeks of like some debauchery. Do you know what I mean, oh, I'm just going to Atlanta now, but I'm still owned by Juventus, but I'm now going to Spurs, but I'm going to sign for Atlanta. It, there was all kinds of fuckeries going on with that transfer. And I remember thinking at the time, that's, it all sounds weird. Like, why don't Juventus just keep him? Um, but he's going to sign for Atlanta, but then Atlanta are going to sell him immediately. It was all very yeah. weird. Did you, did you? That did happen, didn't I? I didn't I just dream that one? That yeah, no. I, gonna, I Atlanta signed him and sold him immediately. Um, it stinks yeah. of it stinks of some some you know Juventus, Juventus have, have been have been done before. Famously, they got relegated because of some yeah. some skullduggery. They love it, didn't they? They love it. What's it all about? Like, yeah. They don't give a fuck, do they? They just think, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cook the books. We're gonna fuck around a little bit. We're gonna do what we want. It's, it's crazy because they, they they're kind of the most successful. Well, apart from I guess Milan were, but they're not. They're, they've never been far off, have they? Juve, like it's it's been one of the two. How many times do you reckon? Like to. how many times do you reckon? Like in Italy, teams have won the truck that like, won the league through dodginess. I reckon it ha- it's happened a load of times. I reckon it is. Yeah. Milan have been done. They've all been done, haven't they? All of them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like Napoli got caught doping with how good they are this year. Like they're the best, they're probably the best team in Europe. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, they, they they play so well and they've scored the most goals and all that. Is that anything to do with uh, and Dombele? No, I think he's. I think he started a, a cup game against a relegated Serie A team and they lost. That was their first loss of the season or something. So yeah, I don't think he's having a great time out there. I think he's just a thirty-minute man. Comes on as a sub, right? Um, I thought they yeah, him. I hope. I mean, I hope they do. <laughs> he's, he's useful for thirty minutes. Like, let's let's. He just can't do it for more than that, really. Mm. All right. Well, um, yeah. I was going to ask. Do you reckon? Do you reckon we should sack Paratici then? Do you reckon? Or do you reckon like? I feel like you know. I, 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 I don't think. I don't think it's it's a choice that's going to come down to Levy. I think if the band gets upheld by FIFA, then it doesn't matter what Levy wants to do. It's out of his hands, isn't it? He can't, he can't operate. I mean, obviously he only needs to open, you know, his phone book or put his phone out of his pocket and ring his contacts to, to do what he needs to do. It's about contacts, that business. I'm sure that there's a lot more involved in it when you're a sporting director at a football club, but essentially you're just a big fat scout. So, you just need context, really. So apparently, he's built a network within Spurs, uh, and he's he's recruited people to operate in different uh, roles within his infrastructure of of scouting and coaching. Um, so that will still operate, and I'm sure even if he's banned for two years, he can still do his job without officially being a director. So I don't really see. I, I mean, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't really know how it works. Um, it's not like you, you know he's not going to get banished anywhere. It's just, it's just an official ruling, isn't it? He can't operate yeah. as a director within however many months it is, thirty months, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I still think yeah. Ultimately, he's just negotiating deals for players, isn't he? And, and scouting. So 
yeah, I don't, I don't really see how a band can stop him doing his job. He can still do it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I suppose, it, yeah, he doesn't have to do it in person, as you said. Um, I do think that first, Juve are obviously appealing it with... So, yes, yeah, so just going back to what happened, I can't remember where I heard it. It must have been another podcast, but um, I remember hearing that there is actually no rule against what they did. It was it's kind of a loophole that they found, um, and there's no like actual. They didn't break any rules, basically. They didn't break any laws or anything, and they've been charged with this before, and and kind of it got dismissed like pretty much straight away. So possibly Levy when we hired him because there were rumblings about it then. Possibly like Levy's like yeah you're not going to get in trouble for this. Um, they can't really uphold anything because you didn't break any rules. So yeah we'll just kind of ride this out see what happens if he gets suspension don't worry about it, it we, we can work around that too because i can't see levy um for all the criticism he's getting he's not stupid and he's not going to hire someone that he knows is likely to go away for a while do you know what i mean so yeah part of me just thinks if they appeal it he'll probably get through with it well th- this is and, this is yeah, this they- this is sorry to cut in there. I just want to cut in there and just just make a point. You 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 posted something earlier, right? That I really liked, right? Um, and that was regarding the signing of this dude of uh, that we've picked up from. What do you call it? Villarreal. Uh, Villarreal, yeah. right? So you know, we'll we'll touch on this 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 transfer a little bit in a bit. But the thing that you sent me was. Daniel Levy's master plan, right? One, buy Everton's main source of goals in Richarlison. Two, still Richarlison's loan replacement, Dan Juma, from, from under Ever- Everton's nose. Three, watch Everton get relegated. Four, get Pickford on the cheap. Revenge for not getting a fee for Deli Alley. 3D chess. It's actually 4D chess is the, is the thing, but yeah. yeah. And you know what, like, I reckon Levy is that petty. And so rewinding back to what you're saying about her attitude and all that, would Levy get a guy, you said he wouldn't get him in unless he'd done his due diligence, right? Would Levy get a man in? Knowing full well, like, he's got a fucking lawsuit coming up. So Levy can say, well, you know, ain't my fault. Like, he's, you know, he, he can't operate now, so I'm going to have to take control of transfers. And and I'll have, I guess I'll have to be in charge of the purse strings again. And maybe there won't be a war chest this Christmas. Um, well, I, I could see it. I could is, see Levy, it is Levy, what I'm asking, is Levy a 4D chess master? He is the devil incarnate, mate. He knows exactly what he's doing. And yeah, like he's even teasing us with this takeover, the, the Qatar thing. He's like see, throwing it out to the press going, yeah, yeah, we might get a bit of a bit of a investment. But oh, sorry, they pulled out and bought someone else. It's not my fault. Yeah, I can see it, man. I can absolutely see it. There's no, um, there's no Qatari investors, man. They're they're all crisis actors, man. You know, it's seen at Home Alone when like <laughs> the burglars pull up outside the house and Macaulay Culkin's yeah. just dancing with all the mannequins and shit, like, and they're all fucking. You know, I mean, that, that's what Levy does. He sets it all up. So yeah, he goes, oh, nah, I can't, I can't talk to you t- tonight. You know, I've I've got all the Qatari guys coming round. And like Harry Kane's pulling up, talking about, you know, he wants to leave the club. He's pulling up about suddenly his house. I want to talk to you, Dan. You know, I want to, I want to go to Man United. And he was like, I can't talk to you tonight, mate. I've got the Qataris around. And he and Le- and Daniel um, Kane pulls up outside, leave his house, and he's 
it's all popping off. There's a massive party going on, but it's just it's just mannequins <laughs> of fucking Steve Perryman yeah. and fucking Gary Mabbott and a fucking cardboard cut out of fucking Steve Sedgley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think nah. Levy is playing a different game than the rest of us. Yeah. And I think like he, he's obviously hearing the criticism of him. Like it's it's very clear um, that he's he's definitely like, he, he's not blind to it. So I think, he, yeah, I could see him pulling the strings. Like even the other day, I don't know if you saw the Kane contract stuff. It, it was like, yeah, Kane's open to signing a new deal. And Part of me is like, did Levy just sort of, yeah, we're getting in, we're getting investment from Qataris. We're, we're like, yeah, again, like pretending doing the stuff you just said. And Kane's gone, yeah, I want to be part of that. Uh, I might sign a deal. Like he's sort of, he's sort of, he's been pulled in again, unfortunately. For the I boy. think he's that stupid. I definitely think his brother yeah. is. Yeah, I think. I mean, I could definitely see it. Like, <laughs> I just. Uh, I feel bad for him because he really is. He's like the rest of us, isn't it? He, he loves Spurs more than his more than the sense that he has. So he he said, yeah, like you said, he said briefly on um, on an interview. I think it was Alistair Gold was interviewing him after the game, and he said that he wants to uh, he wants to focus on his football. He's not talking about contracts. He wants to, he still feels like he can win something at Spurs, which is good to hear. Um, and you know, he's not he doesn't want to talk about con- his contracts. And he just wants to focus on the fact that we're in the Champions League still and there's there's an opportunity there and there's the FA Cup and we're in a good position in the league still to do, have a good have a good finish to the season. And I think all them things are right. And obviously, Bonesy's not here. He says that every week, that we're still in the Champions League, we're still in the FA Cup and we're fifth in the league. Uh, and he's right. And that's, that's basically what everyone seems to be feeling around the club. And I think Neville said it after the game as well. He said, like... Spurs are not in as bad a position as they think they are. Yes, they they lost at home to Villa, they lost at home to Arsenal, and that and that's going to wound them because Villa are, are, are crap basically, and Arsenal are, are you know are, are you know yeah we you know, we hate Arsenal, so losing to them at home is just unthinkable. And we've kind of had to deal with that a little bit, and it's still kind of lingering in the background, but it's 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 not as bad. It's not as bad as we'd be led to think it is because the media obviously says their bit, and the way the way the media pushed the the, the North London derby result was that we just didn't even turn up. And I, you know, I, I said my bit last week. I feel like we played all right in the second half, and I feel like we could have got something if we scored. Um, don't want to go over that again. Um, but yeah, um, I feel I feel like Kane. I feel like Kane's just. It's lip service, if I'm honest. I feel like he's saying the right things because he said the wrong things in the past, and he he's, he handled his 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 kind of desire to leave to go to City quite badly uh, in that interview we did with Gary Neville playing around a golf. And I feel like he's probably looking to. I, I don't know. I'm just. I just feel like he's not gonna. He's not gonna get lured into that again. That media frenzy. I think he's just gonna just keep his head down, get on with his football, and, and play, which is good for us, really. Um, I hope he does sign a new contract. That, that's that, that's that's my for, for me the best things that could come out of this season, regardless of what happens elsewhere. Conte signs a new deal. Conte gets backed. Harry Kane signs a new deal, and that is what I think. If 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 we win nothing this season, 
even if we don't get Champions League, that has to be seen as a, a success to take into next season. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if you noticed this yesterday, um, but like Conte's whole demeanour from how he's been changed. Like I thought he was like, he was like saying stuff like, I'm proud to be Tottenham manager. He was fist bumping to the, to the away fans at the end. Like part of me wants to think that he's been promised something and Kane's been promised something. And I think that the, they're both their futures are linked to each other. I think if, if one stays, the other one's staying. So yeah, I think he's probably been promised like this Dan Juma signing's come out of nowhere and was finished in like 20 minutes. We, we robbed, we robbed Everton. Maybe Levy's finally gone. You know what? We don't need another attacker. I didn't think we needed one, but Conte wants a left winger. This one's going quite cheap. I think, I think a two point five million loan and then buy for twenty seven. Uh, if he's any good, let's get him in, um, and maybe he can rotate with Son and uh, Richarlison can play up front, and we can rest Kane a little bit, and then we'll, we'll crack on. We'll buy some more players. We'll get Poro in, maybe someone else. Yeah, maybe maybe we have maybe Levy has heard the, the the sort of outcries towards him and gone. Yeah, you know what? Let's just back this man. If the, if if the results tail off, then you will have no choice. But uh, yeah, for me, it, it, something's changed in the way Conte and Kane have been speaking. I think uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Maybe Levy's kicked him up the arse. Maybe he just said to him, "Look, enough, enough, enough now. Like you guys have got to start vocally back in the club. And not enough talking shit. Like you are the the voice pieces. You're the talisman. You're the manager. Start, start." Vocally, the fans need it, and you know what? The, the, the probably the the club needs to hear our top two representatives talking real about the club. Not oh, you yeah. know, it's things are not so good, and Kane's go. You know, when when we don't win, Kane doesn't do interviews and stuff like that. No, no, we need we need to hear from you. I want to hear Eric Dyer thinking, oh, you know, Eric Dyer coming out after the North London derby. Oh, it is what it is. It isn't is what it is, mate. It isn't is what it is. Like you're stealing in a fucking living, mate. You're stealing oxygen, mate. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from the guy that, you know, our talisman. I want to hear from him. Um, and we do, yeah, yeah, look, I, I did, I did want to kind of touch on um, this new signing guy, but I, I want to talk about the, the, the record that Kane has just equaled with, with Greaves, you know, that's, that's pretty significant. Right. And I think, it, you know, we've kind of, I don't think anyone's really kind of making a, a, enough of a deal out of it, to be honest, because Greaves record, like for my, for most of my life, you know, and you look at the top scorers and all the people that have contributed over the years, Teddy Sheridan, Robbie Keane, Defoe, all these guys that have scored loads of goals for us. Um, and you always see Greaves up there and you think no one's ever going to touch that. And, you know, growing up in my 20s, um, my teens, you just look at it and you think no one's ever going to touch that. that. That record is intact forever. And some, you know, somehow, some way, we've we've got this guy who's come through the ranks. We've never bought, we didn't buy him. He he's come through the the system, and he's 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 beaten his record. He's done it. Well, he's equaled it. He's equaled it. But he's he's obviously gonna gonna absolutely smash it. Well, imagine um, if he didn't now. <laughs> nah, nah, I mean, uh, you know, it, yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if for, for me, yeah, obviously, I've, I've got a, a few years on you, Rav. Not too many, but a few. Uh, but growing up, I think a lot of people from my era, and obviously people before who've grown up watching, you know, were lucky enough to see Jimmy Greaves in the double winning season. Um, like, you never think that's going to get touched because it's, so, it's, it's, just, it's just a ridiculous record of, of goals. 
And to say that we've lived for a period where we may have seen the best ever Spurs player that we're going to see is 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 mad. You, I, I was yeah, I was going to ask you that actually. Like it, he is like he is our best ever player, right? Like is there is there any doubt in your mind about that? Like I, I think we've had probably like better footballers, but in terms of our best ever player, in terms of the fitness and and the dedication you have to be to be a footballer now, the, the quality you have to have in this league. Is he like? Is he the best Spurs player? Like, I, I think he is. I think I could happily say that. I think, he, yeah, I think. You, so you, you've got to break it down into into a few kind of different categories, haven't you? So, so consistency, um, and then you've got to look at the numbers as well, and then you've got to look at like the enjoyment that you've you've got from them. Yeah, uh, consistency. Yeah, ten. Bang, he's 10 out of 10. Uh, num- numbers, 10 out of 10. Uh, and then enjoyment. Um, yeah, like, it's, so, so, so that, that, this is the one that comes into, into a little bit of contention because, yeah, Berbatov, Bale, players that I've seen, I don't want to, you know, there's, there's tons of yeah. great, great Spurs players over this, but players that I've seen, Berbatov, Bale, um, that's where that's where it comes into contention, and I think if you break them three categories down, there, there, there might be other caveats in there that other people might feel that are relevant within how you categorize who the greatest ever Spurs player is. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, that it comes out of three categories, and it's like consistency, um, you know, your excitement for watching them, and I can't remember what the other one was now. What did I say? Uh, consistency, uh, numbers, numbers. Oh, yeah, sorry, numbers. Uh, the, the data, the data. So, yeah, I think, I think that the three of them kind of hold contention of, of who the greatest is. Um, so, so if, I, I mean, you in my lifetime, I think Berbatov, Bale, obviously, and Kane, are, you know, greatest, greatest in my lifetime. But greatest ever is yeah. You kind of you kind of got to look at the the first two stats, consistency and numbers, and I think that's why Kane's in a different league to the other two because Bale only did it over a few seasons for us. Berbatov was only here for a few seasons in total. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but you can't consider Berbatov to be even in the, con- the conversation of greatest ever Spurs players. But he was great yeah. in my era. But but but, yeah, but Bale, Bale and yeah. Bale and Kane, you can kind of argue. You know, Bale can be argued. They're talking about him being the best British footballer of all time. You know, we were arguing the case of it uh, a couple of podcasts ago. So if he's the best British footballer of all time, surely he's got to be in the conversation for being best Spurs player of all time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then, but contributions to Spurs, like yeah, I think like like Bale Bale did it more so probably for Madrid like he, he he made his name he was just that young winger Welsh winger for us that kind of took the league by storm but I feel like actually maybe that's not true like the AVB season he was genuinely world class and winning us games but yeah I'm just that was one season I think Kane I think Kane's just done it for too long we, we've kind of nearly hit the heights as well with Kane uh, with Bale we kind of were that fifth fourth place team so yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to Gaines, to be honest. I, I can't really think, I can't think past him. And so, yeah, it, like, 
it will be so sad if he leaves. Like if if he leaves, I hope he stays. Really. So you got to kind of over the over the history of the modern history. Well, I say modern history. The last like sixty or seventy years. You've got to look at who the players are in contention to even be in the conversation with Kane, and it's going to be Greaves, obviously. And then you've got yeah. uh, Hoddle, um, uh, Gascoigne potentially. But again, Gascoigne wasn't here for a long time. Do you know what I mean, he was. It was a few years. It wasn't a mad amount of time he was at Spurs, but he was a great. Was it? Was like? Uh, was it like um, Clive Allen? I don't. I know he got like 49 goals one season. I don't know how much of a legend he was, but... Yeah, definitely he's going to be considered, but I don't think he's, he's in the same bracket because, of again, it's consistency and and the numbers. Yeah. It, it, Kane's just did it consistently every year. He's up there with... Kane's got records, you know, I mean, that no one's ever going to get near the amount of records he's broken. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I think, I think Greaves, because, you know, because of the trophies that coincide with Greaves, I don't think he was, I don't think Greaves was there in 61, six, uh, the 61 six double season. Am I, am I right in thinking that? I thought, didn't, yeah, we, I know we signed him for like, I thought, we signed him, I, I thought we signed him after we won the, the double in 61. I think you might be right. Uh, no, because I'm sure he didn't, he won, I'm sure he won trophies with us. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Uh, I, I might be talking complete shit. Here. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Go no, no, that. no, no. You're right. Yeah, he never actually won the league with us. That's, I didn't know that. All right, so I'm not talking complete pish. But yeah, I, I was. I'm pretty sure we signed him after that. It was just after that we signed him. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. So well, but, you know, uh, he's still yeah, dropping his knowledge, a, Mark. Dropping it's knowledge. not just a podcast, mate. It's a, it's an education that I'm offering here. It's a learning experience. Yeah, you know, it's it's free as well, you know. Well, I don't want anyone, I don't want more you want, like. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, so, yeah, we're talking yeah. about whether Kane's the best ever. He could be, I guess. He might be. I think that's probably where we'll, where we'll leave it for the moment because we have to move on. Um, right, <laughs> just, I just want to get get you in, get, get a quick one. This this one was for Bonesy. He's not here, so I'm going to throw it at you. Um, Go on. Oh, Conte out meter. We haven't done this for a few. Well, we haven't done it since before the World Cup. Conte out meter. Where where is where are you at the moment? What what being ten is Conte out and erased, not not killed. Just get rid of him. No hit. Uh, and what and one being yeah, he's he's our he's our manager forever and ever. Where are you now at the moment? I think um uh, it's cha- it, honestly it changes with the win that we had yesterday honestly I'm fickle like that um, I think it's about a free okay. uh, I want him to stay I just I just don't want him to stay and then at the end of the season he fucks off I'm really like concerned that that's what's going to happen and he's just he's going to run his contract down and it'll all be a waste of time as we've said so I'd rather I want him to be our manager I want him to want to be our manager. I don't want to waste this next six months of him just like you know chilling and then leaving. So that's that's the only, that's the only doubt. Otherwise, I'd probably be a one to be honest. I want him to stay. That's where I'm at, Rev. That's where I'm at. I want. I, I said. I said it earlier. I want Conte to stay. I want Harry Kane to sign a new deal, and I want Conte to get backed. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want right now. I I, I don't want Pochettino to come back. Yeah, yeah, I don't want. Fine. I don't want anything else. So I, that's what I want to see, want to see happen. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, 
we can't mean, be se- we can't be second anybody right now. We can't be doing. Levy needs to know that he's got a good manager there. There's no one better than him to get now. The football might be hard to watch, but if you just upgrade a few positions, it will be better. You know, and, and at times you can see that we still know how, we still know how to play good football. It, you know, it isn't like we've just completely capitulated like under Mourinho, where it was just it was just absolutely dire. There's still moments in there where you, we, we're showing that we've we've got quality. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the players have given up on him because they, they seem to, again, we, we, we wouldn't play a half like coming back from some of the games we have when we've been two down if they didn't back the manager and believe in the manager. I think that yesterday after the game, I think they were, they kind of showed they were backing him. And I think secondly, like, I think the chance of every, all the hate is aimed at Levy, wrongly or rightly. You, we heard it yesterday. We heard them singing Daniel Levy get out of our club at the Fulham game. Uh, yeah, it, like it, I don't think Levy can sack him. I don't think he can get rid of him because he knows that it's all just going to come and be aimed at him. I think I think that's kind of where why we have an advantage in keeping him. I, I really do think that, and I think he hasn't lost the dressing room so. Yeah, hopefully we just get better as the season goes on. I really, I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I like, I like the murmurings of like you, I don't know if you've seen it on social media. Of there's murmurings going around on the uh, you know usual kind of people like Dan Kilpatrick and Alistair Gold are saying, oh, Conte, Conte has assured the board that he is staying at Spurs until he wins a trophy. And I like that. I like hearing yeah. that because that means he's, yeah. he has to stay in. Until he dies, basically, because we don't we don't <laughs> yeah. win, we don't win trophies. He said he wanted to incain a trophy as well, and then all these memes of like uh, it's it's twenty fifty six. Kane is thinking of signing an extra an extra year on his deal to finally end his t- trophy drought with Tottenham, and it's just a picture of a Kane with an old man beard and like grey hair. Audi this Cup, mate. Around the, social. the Audi Cup's got a name on it this season, mate. I'm telling you, we're having it. <laughs> It's the us. biggest trophy of, of them all. Um, <laughs> just, to, I just want to touch on this new guy a little bit, right? I just saw this on yeah. social media. I thought it was quite funny, right? So he basically signed for Everton, right? They decided, nah, what? Spurs? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, what? Where? Oh, uh, maybe I'll go and speak to them. So I'm just reading this. Like this was from um, Fabrizio Romano, right? So it, it was it was announced. Danjuma will join Everton, right? Everton had full agreement in place for Danjuma. Medicals were done. Uh, documents were done. Everything was signed, registered. And then Spurs entered the race. And then despite all the, the, the media medical stuff, he even went to the stadium, had pictures taken with like all their players and shit. Uh, shook hands with the, the board <laughs> and went down there like signing kids' shirts and stuff like that. He's done Apparently he's done all of that already, like this, this lad, Danjuma. Sounds a bit of a shit house to be honest. Like, he sounds like a bit of a scumbag. But you know what? Like you know, money talks uh, and bullshit walks. So yeah, is is he any good? More important, that's kind of what I was I wanted to get to. Is he is he um, good? Yeah. Uh, before I get to, because uh, I did find some stats, but um, before uh, yeah, apparently he's like captured on camera saying, "I'm going to do all I can to help Everton survive." So like, if he scores an own goal when we play him later on in the year. He would have done his job, to be fair. I thought, yeah, he, he's had it all. He, he was basically 
the video apparently was ready to be released today as well. But um, it, I did a bit of digging on him when I found out we were signing him. And uh, yeah, so he was he was at Bournemouth like a couple of seasons ago. Did all right. I don't really remember hearing anything about him. I don't know if you did either. But um, no, yeah, then Villarreal Re- signed him. Uh, apparently he was like prominent in their um, win- winning of the Europa League. So he was a big, uh, big part of that. And yeah, um, I think the stats that I found were only him and Vinicius Jr. have scored more than 10 goals each with both feet since last since the start of last season. What kind of a stat is that? Uh, like, like, look, should I get excited? Should I get excited? Or have we just signed yeah. another Clinton and Joy? I, I don't think he's that bad. Because he's got uh, in forty-four appearances, I think he has twenty-one goals to Villarreal as well, which that's a pretty decent stat, right? All right. So, wh- wh- where's he plays? Like an attacking winger, wide man. I think he's a left winger. So, if if he's getting in the team, it's it's over Son, isn't it? Really. Mm. Um, All right. Well, Son has been he's, he's, to be fair, and he's um. I think he's he's quite dribbly. Like he 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 can beat a man, which we don't have in the team. Uh, I'm basing this on YouTube videos that I watched like an hour ago. Should um, we get excited then? Should, should should we, as a fan base, be excited by the arrival of this Dan Juma? Yeah, I mean, I'm now excited because we finally signed someone. So yeah, I'd say yeah. I just feel like it's not a position we need to bolster up on. I don't. I, yeah, sign a centre half, sign a centre half, a centre midfielder, left centre yeah. back, a right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not hot for right wing back. I just. I. You know. I don't think that's where our problems lie. I it's don't think goalkeeper. Really. Yeah. Two centre halves better than Davis and Dyer and a centre midfield where you know it puts a bit of pressure on Hoybier. But I would like to see a little, I would like to see Basuma and Benacor play together in, in midfield. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's progressive enough, and it's. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I think Hoybier needs a rest. I, I'd like to see that too, um, and I, but I, I do think I read. I think it was in the Times earlier that uh, we're, we're viewing this guy as Lucas Moura's replacement. So if you think Lucas Moura's finished, because I think he's actually fucked. His injuries are fucked, and we're not renewing his contract. He's leaving at the end of the year. We need some depth in the wing on the wing. I think we the fact that we've only been able to name one attacker on the bench all season is a bit of a a bit of a shock and a bit of a disgrace. And I think, he, he, I mean, I don't know. I've only literally watched YouTube highlights, but he does offer something different. Um, yeah, you're right. It is just not the positions we needed. So it's a bit of a strange one. It, it, it smells of this guy's available and cheap. So, yeah, Levy's like, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get that. I'll have a bit of that. Is it a bit of maybe Kango's in the summer and we've, trying to sign someone okay that can play in, in that position. Because I did read that he can play as a centre-forward as well. Um, are we putting contingency, uh, contingency in for um, the inevitable? I just, yeah, I just don't think these these guys are... None of them have a patch on Kane. Unless, yeah, like, I, I really anyone. we'd go out and... Exactly, but I'd, I'd hope we'd go out and sign like a 
I can't even really think of a name striker at the moment, but like even Ivan Tony or something, if Kane goes, I don't really, I mm. hope it's not this guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have a proven striker. All right. Well, well, it's positive that we've signed somebody and it's, it's, it's good fun to laugh at Everton just getting their hopes up in the relegation dogfight they're in. And we're just going to take a player who probably isn't even going to feature that probably might, may or may not have kept them in the Premier League. We've just taken him and just probably won't even play him. Um, but yeah, just quickly, just to round up, because we're coming towards the end. Uh, we've got Preston North End at the weekend in the FA Cup. The FA Cup, we need to we need to go all out for that. I don't know if you're in agreement with that. I, I I would like to see us put that as like like a kind of prior of importance now. Absolutely, just go for it. We need absolutely it. go for it. Yeah, it's been what thirty years? Is it ninety one? Ninety one, mate. We lost. Mm, I, yeah. I remember it though. I remember it still. Enfield Town. I saw. I remember Enfield Town was like going going bananas. Like, yeah, I was seven or eight yeah. years old, and it was fucking wild, man. It was good, good times, man. People were just. I want. I want it. Streets in the streets, mate. Taking us to the streets. I want. I want that feeling. I want it. Like, we need to win any trophy. Like, even the, the League Cup wouldn't be that great, but it's still we need to win something. We it's do. Like again, Kate. The only reason Kane's thinking about leaving is because because he hasn't won a trophy. And winning a league cup with us would mean much more than winning like a, a, a like a league or an FA Cup with United because they they're supposed to win those trophies. They pay to win those trophies. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think we've got to go, go all out and hopefully get some of these players that last for a while before they all leave, like the Reese and Son. Like uh, they deserve it, man. They do. They really do. Well, who knows, man? We're still in the Champions League. We're still in the FA Cup. We're still in a good position in the league, as Luke says every week. Um, for whatever reason, he wasn't here tonight. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's well and good. I think we need to wrap up there because we're down to down to the last knock-ins. Um, Rav, cheers for the for the for the conversation. It's been nice just being you. you. It's been nice. It's been lovely. Um, yeah. Thanks people tuning in and listening if you're new you can hit us up on twitter and instagram and there's a facebook group and shit like that um yeah this has been coins in the hood season one episode 22 come on you spurs fucking a